last year, me and Ian Shears were neck and neck, kind of like back and forth. So seeing him doing so well this year is such a motivator for me to kind of push myself forward. I find that if, if I was at the very top, I probably wouldn't push myself that's harder. Yeah. So I think just finding someone that you kind of idolize in the business or like the things that they're doing, you know, are, are a little bit higher than, than, than you are or someone somewhere that you want to be to use that as a motivator is what I've been doing. And it's I think that's like one of the main reasons why I have shot up to the top. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, we have an awesome podcast for you today. Uh, Haley McCubrey is a third-year student from the University of Western Ontario, or now Western University. Uh, they changed their name. And uh, second year in our program in Midland, Honey Harbor, there's a community there, and then also a cottage turf that that is there. Uh, Haley actually runs her business from a, her cottages on an island, um, so really needs to organize yourself around time management just, um, and it's very, very difficult to recruit staff and, and difficult to sometimes find work. You really just find customers and, you know, they may just not be at, at the cottages when you're trying to market them. So really, really unique territory. And last year was one of our top rookie operators did $230,000 worth of business. This year, she already has $150,000 worth of business as of March 12th. Her goal is to double her business. And we just covered so many amazing things, amazing conversations. And uh, uh, her Facebook marketing strategy, she just got an article in one of the local newspapers uh, this morning that just posted. And uh, I know you're just going to love this conversation and just love the, the leader that Haley is becoming in our program. So why do we do these conversations is, is just to share what's happening and to share so that other people who are like Haley, people, you know, not really aware of the leaders they could be, but interested and in looking for something that they could do something that's really, really outstanding. So if you know anybody like that, we start recruiting really early for 2024. So we actually start in the middle of the summer. So if you know anyone, our waiting lists are starting to get full. Please send me an email, cthompson at studentworks.com. You can share this podcast. You can go to studentworks.com. You can talk to one of our operators. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow. Really excited to have you here, Haley. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. Me too. We got up real early this morning. Well, not real early, but anyhow, an 8 a.m. podcast. Just checking yeah. my voice, making sure, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so because we've got stuff to do. I know you travel a long way back to your territory every every week, so you want to really maximize it. But before we get into that, you know, explain who you were like before the program uh, started. Awesome. I mean, so I joined StudentWorks last year um, when I was my second year at Western. So before joining StudentWorks, I was kind of just going through the motions of life, you know, going into university, I thought I wanted to do an internship, not really a big risk taker. I kind of just went with the societal norms. But then I was approached by one of my best friends. Their bosses was Lauren, actually, who mm -hmm. was 
an operator. So yeah. she brought me through the program and uh, that's how I, I got into it. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a risk taker at all. So this was like a very big jump for me to, to join the program and, and to apply. So, I mean, I've always been very outgoing, but I definitely think this program has really enhanced that. For sure. For sure. And, and as I recall, you know, I remember our interview, you know, you were really, really doing well at the keg. And mm-hmm. so you, you really were quote unquote, taking a bigger risk because you were making a whole bunch of money there so that, so that, you know, there's a, there's an opportunity risk of taking it where, where for some people's opportunity risk isn't as big as, as starting a business. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. When you look at it like that too, I worked at the keg for five or six years. So it was a very comfortable income. I had a very comfortable group of friends that I worked with. And then I was also on the Western cheer team, which was multiple days of commitment. So I've kind of learned obviously to pivot my job and my source of income and I've mm-hmm. pivoted my source of so it's like fitness to rather go yeah. to the gym and I can kind of put it in my schedule rather than having certain like certain days where I have to be at the gym. So yeah. Absolutely. Well no that's fantastic. So why don't you walk me through your experience of your first summer? Uh well my first summer definitely started out with a lot of fear. I didn't really know what to expect. So I had talked to Lauren a bit about her processes and I kind of related that to what would happen for me. And then I told my parents and and they I had a bunch of crazy ideas for my business as well. So I was super excited. It, I did a lot of work on the water, which was super cool. That's a big reason why I was excited to get my turf in Honey Harbor was because I have a cottage there. Right. Um, so it was definitely super fun. Um, I met a lot of really good people and a lot of really good skills. But the experience really, I mean, it was a great experience in first year. But really looking back on my first year, just seeing kind of how far I've come in like so many different aspects was like, is it, is like super cool to see. So. Fantastic. And so, um, so what did you learn that you didn't expect? I think personal development was a huge thing that, I mean, I feel like every year we we develop as people, I just didn't see how much this program is really going to like shoot me forward in terms of my personal development before the program. As I said, I was not a risk taker at all. Now I take risks every day in my business by going home, by hiring people, by booking in jobs, by by marketing, I do risks all day long. Yeah. Um. So I just really learned a lot about myself that I never knew was really possible in terms of my dedication and how hard I could really push myself. Right. Um. Which was super cool. I also learned that I mean, before joining the program, I looked at success in business as kind of okay, you can be super successful and work really hard your whole life, or you can have fun and party with people and meet people. And I feel like maybe when I first joined the program or before I joined the program, I wasn't really ready to make that switch. But now being in the program, I didn't really have to make a switch. I I have a really good community of people in the program that we are able to have fun with each other, but then yeah. also use that to to grow ourselves and to do these huge businesses, which is super awesome. And then I really just learned kind of how many people out there were really like me before joining the program. I was in a friend group where, you know, like everyone in high school was just going through the motions the same as I was having fun on the weekends and working our, you know, part-time job. Um, and I, I always had this kind of like fire that I wanted to do something better. I just didn't know what it was. Um, but then being in the program, I just realized how many other people are like me and are also looking for that like next step. So that's something I didn't definitely did not expect to see with people, um, just to connect people, connect people my age on that level, which is super awesome. Fantastic. So I'm going to take a, a comment on a few of the things there. You've mentioned Lauren a couple t- times. So Lauren, it's Lauren Kaluk, 
Lawrence uh, uh, operated with us for four years. Uh, also, I believe was a painter for a couple of years. Just a rock star person and a rock star entrepreneur and leader. And um, and 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 again, it's it's one of those things that you know. Again, despite having you know a lot of the people are referred in this business and know people in the business when they get started, which is a super super thing. And then we then we invite them to go meet more people in the business so that they really get it. And even despite that, there's all these things that surprised you. But the one thing that I really wanted to highlight to our leaders is this this thought. And it's a very common thought that that people have, and Haley had, was that I can be, I can really work hard, or I can have fun, and that is that it's called the tyranny of or. Okay, um, I can't remember who wrote about it, but anyhow, it's the tyranny of or, and that that I can work hard or I can have fun, and really, it's the genius of and that we can do it all. And that we actually can work hard and have fun. You know, our one of our one of our values of our business is work hard, play hard, have fun. You know, and that in fact, I've always found the weeks where I get the most done, I feel best about my life, and I feel really, oh wow, I contributed so much. I'm making progress. I and then again, we're fitting things in to have fun. That it's not you know, kind of I know Puritan work ethic, work hard, work hard, work hard, and and be really dull and stodgy. You know, um, now certainly some people are, <laughs> but we really, we really do our best to encourage people not to be that here, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, for that's sure. awesome. So, um, and then was it as hard as you thought it would be? Way harder than I thought awesome. it would be. I mean, yeah. I when I joined the program, I knew it was going to be hard, obviously, running my own business, but it was way harder than I would have expected. Yeah. But I mean, everything that is successful or like, Work like worthwhile in life is going to be hard. So I mean, as I'm going through this hardships of running this business, I'm yeah. making a lot of money. I'm making a lot of connections. So hard, but worth it, obviously. Yeah, and and also as well, one thing that that's important is it is hard to explain how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And then also, you doubled more than doubled what the 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 rookie average would be. So, you know, our average is $130,000 on the painting side. So you did $230,000. So the average is in fact impacted by veterans. So I'm not exactly sure what the rookie average is. So of course it would be harder for someone who went and did way twice as much and, and then, yeah. you know, would have profited even more times as much. So that's also something that's impactful, but, but, it, but there's no question this program is hard. So what did you have to overcome to make this happen? I think it comes back to a lot of my personal development stuff. I didn't really take criticism okay. well before yep. joining the program. And then very quickly, I learned that I was going to go nowhere in this program without accepting it. And not only that, but just kind of seeking it out from people. So, I mean, before when someone were to give me advice, I would kind of just like brush it off, have a mentality that I didn't need their advice. But now really, like I have accountability calls every single day of the week with awesome. um, other top operators that. I ask them, like I give them a, a situation that I'm in and like ask them, am I, what am I doing wrong? And it's super awesome to hear perspectives, but it's even better just to kind of look at myself back and just think how much I've grown to actually go out of my way to look for that criticism. Mm -hmm. I think that's why my business does well is because I, I take this advice and criticism better than I would have ever before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, um, like just criticism or constructive feedback or, mm. you know, you know, constructive feedback, breakfast of champions, right. And coaching or, or perspectives, gaining perspectives from other, other people, because, you know, again, we can look at it as saying, oh, I'm, I'm not doing as well, 
or we can look at it as I just want to do better. It's always mm-hmm. it's always how we frame it. And and I can tell it doesn't really matter how you're framing it. You are just chewing up, <laughs> chewing up this feedback and saying, I want to get better, and you are getting better. And that's that's awesome. And then also just to point out other things that you overcame or 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 gave up is you know, hey, a really great job that was paying you a whole bunch of money that was really super secure and that you loved and really enjoyed. And then mm-hmm. also cheer team, you know, something that you really enjoyed and had fun with. So, you know, there are sacrifices that people need to make to do really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just true. Yeah. And two, with all that is kind of instant gratification. When I'm working at the keg, I get my two week paycheck. I get my tips a day of, and it's just like, it's, it's comforting to just get that money right away. So yeah. coming going from that for five years and then coming to student works where obviously you sell a lot, you put a lot of money into the business to start it and then you don't get paid till, till once you start producing the work. That instant gratification was a really hard thing for me to wrap my head around and to accept. Yeah. But now going second year, I, I obviously understand it's worth it, but it was definitely hard last year. Yeah. And, and if you look at really successful people um you know i know your 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 mother you've talked quite often about your mom and just that she goes into businesses and turns them around and turns them into multi-million dollars from startups to multi-million dollar winning companies and Mm -hmm. that would be yes there'd be a salary component of that but the real win is on the other side right so it's it's this it's that's what really successful people do is take those risks and and again that it's the long-term benefit that gets Mm -hmm. paid out um, yeah. you know, and, uh, I guess it's risky and, you know, well, for us, we, we start investing in the business in September and don't get a nickel until mm-hmm. May when we start producing our first job. Uh, now we just, yeah. I guess are so used to it, um, <laughs> that we don't consider it a risk, <laughs> so, yeah. but, but it is, uh, so, um, how have you shifted your business to such an extent in your second summer, you know, just to, just to share right now, um, uh, Haley was, uh, Operator of the week, uh, March twelfth. She has a, over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars booked on a on a goal of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Again, last year she did she did two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So well, jumping above that two thirty. I think I'm really focusing on. Um, I want to double my business. Is kind of the mentality that I went into this year with. I made commitments to yeah. my production managers who I've hired on. I made commitments to the abundance of painters that I've brought onto my team already. So, I mean, I really want to make sure that I double those. So that's like every week I look at kind of our graph of what it was last year and make sure that I am doubling not only my sales, but my amount of estimates and my amount of leads. I think last year I finished off the year with 60 cold call leads, yep. which is pennies. And then this year I already have 104, which I still could have definitely way more, but it's almost double what I had last year for the entire year. Yeah. So just really trying to to double everything in order to get that end goal end goal doubled as well. And to do that, really just learning from my mistakes from last year. So looking back at things, I take notes on every week of what what went wrong, what went right, just kind of looking back and avoiding those problems. Or again, hearing from other operators and listening to their problems and applying the solution to my my business before the problem actually happens to set myself up for more ease when the problems do come. Yeah, no, that no, and that's and that's a great way to sort of look at it. Here, I'm just going to go double my business and and hmm. and just just jump out. I know one of the things that jumps out to me about your business. Well, I was just recognizing you and acknowledging you. You've you've got a bunch of local newspapers to write about you. The Midland Today, one of the markets that you're in, wrote a really awesome article about you and linked to your Facebook site. Um, so that's a really great thing. What what does it take to get in these local uh, newspapers, Haley? So I. 
I'm obviously I'm four hours away from my turf. So a lot of the times I'm doing as much work as I can from school. A big part of that is Facebook. So I'm in community groups. I'm constantly liking and commenting on people in the community's posts. It could be about like their dog who's missing yeah. and I like get and share it and all those yes. kind of things kind of engage with the community. Yeah. Um, so through that, I came across this lady um, who was writing an article about young entrepreneurs or young people in the area who were doing things to kind of change the world. And so I reached out to her and gave her a little bit of a elevator pitch about what I was doing in my business and the program that I was in um, and just kind of said, if this is something that you're interested in, I'd love to set up a meeting. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. I'd love to set up a meeting and go over a couple of things. So, yeah. I mean, then she then she posted the article, which is super awesome. But I was able to kind of run her through start to finish to someone who has never been in student works before um, or heard of student works really. So being able to kind of bring her through the process of what we do and who I am, what my team is. Um, and she was able to create really, I guess, a really nice article um, about me and my team, which posts out in the area on in, in the Midland, like for all Mid- Midland to see. So yeah. super, it's super cool. Yeah, fantastic. And then it'll go in your client manual and people, mm. oh, wow. And just it, it's, you know, people feel, wow, people are writing out, this is a real thing, et cetera. It's just builds builds brand equity, um, yeah, you know, for exactly. you, et, et, et cetera. And um, so, um, you know, with Facebook marketing, I know, I, I think last year you said you did $95,000 with a Facebook marketing. You've already had $53,000. It's, it's March 12th in Facebook mm. marketing or business attributed to Facebook marketing. So why don't you share more about what you've done and what your site looks like, et, et cetera, and, uh, so, so, that, so that, again, other leaders can get an idea of, of what they could do. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that, I mean, not sure if they're right or wrong, but it's working for me. So I made my business page as a, as a person, like as a mm-hmm. personal page. So I can join the groups. I can message people. I can um, like and share. I can comment through my person. I think it's really allowed uh, like all my clients to connect with me. Um, people don't like buying from a business. People like buying from a person. Yeah. So when people look at all my posts and it's a big picture of my my face with, hi, I'm Haley, happy spring. Yes. Um, and then my past work and a, and a nice a nice blurb. People don't feel like, oh, they're just getting a painting project for, for this painting company who's looking for work. They're actually giving the student um, yes. who's running their own business some work, to, some work to do. And even if it's not them, like people are, my posts get a lot of recognition and multiple, multiple shares um, from people. My marketers will share it because I have a really, really great team of marketers. Awesome. Um, their parents will share it. Yeah. And so just really getting involved in the community. And then I also have a business page attached to my personal business page where I can post ads if I need, but just joining community groups and, and kind of messaging people and, and just being engaged in the community while I'm at home, while I'm at school, not being able to actually door to door market at home. It's super awesome just to be able to kind of do those things and engage my business and push myself forward while I'm not actually at home. Hey leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast as we approach and surpass 300 episodes. Well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program, 
or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. The other thing as well that I, I noted as well is, is that there's pictures of a lot of your team members on the site. So again, when you know people are going, oh, this is a real student business. And again, some people really love to support students. And that's something that, again, oh wow, they're really okay. Our students, and this is great. And then, you know, your their pictures of decks or pictures of you can very clearly it's it's on an island or it's on the water or it's in different locations that again look different, look like the type of community they're in. Which, which again makes them feel comfortable. Again, it's not homogenized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that 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 doesn't work in marketing. It works very well in marketing, but this is this is a different way of looking. And um, and and again, that's something that really really is is impactful as well. And I can tell you know uh, you've you've spent a bunch of time with thoughtful pictures and little you know mini videos and different things like that that really I think would 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 make it impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's had a huge impact on my business. So I made um, a Google Drive and I shared it in in school mm-hmm. and stuff for other operators who kind of want to really penetrate the Facebook community market more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a bunch of other operators, rookies and vets use it and then call me after and say that it's been doing super well. They've booked a lot of estimates and booked a lot of jobs from this these community groups. So it's definitely super awesome to hear that people are getting results the same as I am. Yeah. Motivates me to, to keep posting on Facebook myself and to keep kind of updating that and and bring people along with my my journey of Facebook and helping them. Fantastic. And just just for our leaders listening uh, who aren't in the program, we have a a site called School that basically all of our operators work on. And um, and one of the one of the ways that they support each other in and the, the the overall company supports supports all of our operators is to share all the knowledge. So so sales scripts, video scripts. Um, all you know, and and what's working in the field. Here's all those systems and processes, and they're on that that gets posted on a school, so it's always available for people. And one of the most significant cultures, I think, cultural ways that people think here, and I've always thought here, it's really fantastic, is that I want to be the best, and I want to help everyone out. Like it's mm-hmm. both. It's like I want to help everyone out and I want to be the best. So it's a competitive and a cooperative thing, you know. So it's it's like again, we set up in these uh, accountability, um, you know, uh, groups or or conversations with individuals that Haley talked about earlier. So this is is helping each other win, and and there's all there's there's some there's cooperation and competition. And if, if there's anything more, it probably a little bit more cooperation, I'd say, than competition. There's It's always round edges, you know, or very rarely sharp edges. Um, you know, that, that's kind of odd to see that in the business. Sometimes you see it, but but very odd, just because, again, people want to have fun here most, you know, and, and again, and again, there's, there's, it's everybody's in separate territories, so there's really no real competition. <laughs> you know, yeah. Haley goes and books fifty thousand dollars more. Well, really, that's wonderful, great. You know, Haley may may buy drinks sometime because of the success. So, um, one of the things as well that's fascinating is is the work that we do. We have a, a number of territories in cottage turfs, 
And for, for people, it's really like, how do you get business in cottage turfs? How do you get your ladders around? Well, how do you paint uh, a uh, boathouse when the, you know, you know, all these different things, you know, when the front is in the water or, you know, all these different things. So what, what, what t- tell us about cottage turf sailing. Yeah, it's actually super, it's a super funny topic to talk about. A lot of people who don't have cottages or have never been to a cottages are just surprised just to start that I'm, I live on an island. Yes. Um, that's a big, that's a big culture shock to a lot of people as well, but I've definitely used it to my advantage. It's super awesome to be able to live on an island all mm. summer long, but it comes with its challenges too. It's, it's really hard to get painters. Yes. It's really hard to get work on these islands um, during the preseason when the ice is, is frozen. So you can't get across or people are kind of living in their hometowns before moving to their cottage. So you don't even know who has cottages here and there's no way to find it out without doing some deep investigating. Yes. Um, so there's a couple things that I found pretty cool that I used last year. I'm definitely going to use again. Matt Young, another op- operator in Muskoka, created this tactic called dock drops where we put money letters into plastic bags with a big rock and yeah. throw them on people's docks just to kind of our door-to-door marketing or flyer not marketing converted to being on the water, which is super cool. I've gotten so many leads um, and booked jobs. Every lead that I got from a money letter, a dock drop last year ended up booking. I think it's just a really creative way of being able to market to those people. And then in terms of, of recruiting these people, it's it's a lot of referrals. So I think three quarters of my business this year is from referral streams. So I have right currently right now I have three referral streams going off. I hired three people and then all their friends started applying. And then I also have a stream from from Hireology as well. I think it's really good to have different kind of people like way, like ways of people people getting hired, um, which is super cool. But I mean, it really aids in the company culture that I have at my business. So mm-hmm. I look at Student Works and think this is the best company culture ever. I want to mimic this in my business. So it's something that's really important to me. You're, people are going to be living at their cottages in the summertime. We're going to be boating to jobs. People are sea doing away to a local shop to get lunch and then see doing back to the cottage to, to finish the rest of the day. So it's a, it's a crazy concept working on the water, but at the same time, I've met a really great community of, of people in the area. A lot of homeowners or cottage owners in the area are, are business owners. So a lot of my clients have ended up, ended up being able to give me really great advice on running a business. And I think a lot of them do see themselves in me when I do come to their door just because I am a young entrepreneur and they have their businesses that they want to help out. And if that's not by booking a job, it's by giving me a referral or, yeah. you know, by giving me, giving me advice. So I've learned a lot about the community and growing my culture and, and different ways to do things through working cottage country that I definitely wouldn't have learned if I only had a turf that was not on the water. Yeah, no, it's super cool. And, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I know we've had cottage, cottage territories since the late eighties. So I, I I don't know who who opened the first one. I remember Craig Loudon, who's now the chief operating officer of Indigo uh, in Canada. Um, you know, he was one of our early operators, but I don't think he was the first. And he was in the late '80s. So, oh, Joe McLean? No, no, no. Joe 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 was a cottager. He worked in Markham, but anyhow, because he he was on the podcast. But it's it, and one of the things that that I've that that just seems so cool is like you said, sea doing or going for a ski after 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 work and you know water ski and and just these things that that kind of work together to go and and like you said have fun and one of the one of the big things as well about uh, you know being on an island is it's really difficult to find people to get the work done 
So it's it's if you're going out and hustling and again doing the rock drops as 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 Matty Young uh, is is suggesting, then that's just going to make such a difference for people. Oh wow, somebody some local people could come and do this work for us. Isn't that fantastic? Mm-hmm. So so it really really makes the difference. I think that they're in a, in a role of scarcity as well because finding labor and trained consistent labor up in those areas is really really challenging. Mm-hmm, for sure, and I mean it's also like there's definitely hardships to it too. I mean, the closest paint store is two hours, it's two hours to get there and back. By the time I have a 15 minute boat ride there, 15 minute boat ride back, and then driving all the way into town to to get paint. Um, So organization, time management, planning is super important. In the beginning Mm -hmm. of last year, I really lacked that. Mm -hmm. Um, It ended up biting me. So this year, really focusing on having that set, that system set in place before the season even starts. So that it's an expectation. I'm not obviously driving two hours to pick up one paint can if we're one paint can short. Um, but if you do plan it out properly, then it is super awesome. It works out really well. So yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's no, so, so exciting. And, um, and so, uh, so how do you think these, uh, these skills that you're learning are going to impact your career? Um, I think a lot of the, these skills in terms of building connections with my clients, with people in the business, I've had to learn, obviously, how to create connections as fast as possible. When you're out the door, you're there for you know a minute at most, and you have a, you have a quick ten seconds really at the beginning to make an impression and to get this person to like you. Yeah. So being able to do that, and then maybe getting rejection and going to the next door and the next door and the next door, and really just constantly keep pushing and trying. Mm-hmm. After hearing a lot of no's, you know it's it's super it's super good for development as a person, and I think it sets me up for you know, when I'm in my career and I do hear no's and I do have to keep pushing through that. It's super great. And then also with these clients, I think I can, I could go back to multiple of my clients in a couple of years and ask them more advice or get referrals from them and all those sorts of things. But I, I I really do value. And I I see a lot. I see, I I can totally see that happening in the future, going back to those clients. Absolutely. And quite regularly, our, our operators are, you know, get to see off, you know, job offers or different opportunities. I know one of my clients, when I, was looking at what to do post student works. And then it was just continued on with student works was I I was offered to start a, a, a part of his business, you know, Hey, there's this, you know, we're thinking of expanding into this. We need somebody who could do this type of thing. Are you interested? So, so that is very common um, because again, people like you and our operators are very uncommon, you know, like you said, that, that, you know, the skill set, the perseverance, you know, being able to, um, accept knows and just know it's part of the process. So I'm going to knock on a hundred doors. It's just a math equation that there's, there's going to be two or three people who are going to say yes. And then one person's going to have a, have a, have a job for me and that'll be worth $5,000 and it'll be worth it or whatever the yeah. math is, but there's a math. And that of course, um, the most important thing is the discipline to do the work. And then the second thing is I keep, keep getting better and better at doing the work. So then all of a sudden, maybe those hundred interactions turn into $6,000 over time or whatever it is, but there's a, there's a math equation and then I can train others to go and yeah. do it. So then, then their skill set can go and impact the business. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty neat thing, but, but, um, you know, a bunch of businesses math, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, exactly. but it's, but it's, it's hard, um, because we're not math. <laughs> it's yeah, hard because yeah. we're a bunch of feelings. <laughs> so, so it's easier said as we're sitting here, quite warm yeah. in our room, versus going out and uh, trudging through uh, snow, uh, yeah, which is exactly. which has it been the entire season so far. But spring's yeah. coming. <laughs> yes, yes. 
<laughs> so, um, so what key habits would someone want to steal from you? I think just putting in the work early. I mean, you know, we're, we're getting into the season now. I put a lot of work in kind of last season at the very end during my first reading week in November, mm-hmm. um, before, before our Mexico trip, I, I went and I, I booked a bunch of jobs before just to kind of set myself awesome. up, put myself ahead, which is super awesome. Um, but just really like putting in the work as early as possible is going to be easier. The hardest job, it's hard. It's the hardest to book jobs in this preseason when people aren't wanting painting done. And then I guess when production season happens too, it's it's hard as well to to find time to to book. But I'm that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is booking as much work as I can right now to kind of make my summer either as easy as possible or just you know be able to do more than my goal or kind of be be ahead of those goals. And then I remember when I first started Student Works as well, it took me a while to actually commit to the business to to post about it, to tell my friends about it, and all those kind of things. Just because I was I was scared of the risk yeah. still, but I found that once I do fully commit to the business and commit to myself and tell myself, okay, I, if this is happening, I'm doing this. That's when my business really took off. Like I think I waited until almost reading week last year, yeah. really commit. And then my reading week last year, I booked $53,000 on reading wow. week last year because I was so committed to the business. Um, So just, I guess my, my tip then would be to commit to the business, to put in the work early. And then also like setting yourself up for success with everything that you do. So everything that you do should have an impact on your business. There's no point in doing things that aren't going to shoot you ahead or have um, a positive impact on your business. So in ter- for example, in that sense, posting things on Facebook with people, you know, I'm setting myself up for success when I, when I go marketing and people do see me and they're like, Oh, I, I saw your post on Facebook. I, I know who you are. So I'm not just posting on Facebook to get, to get leads from Facebook, but setting myself up that when I go to the doors or when my marketers go to the doors, people do recognize and we're part of the community that people yeah. know we are. We want to be the local painters. We don't want to be yeah. just another in painting company we don't want to be another painting company in general we want to be like the local painters who everyone's using in the area yeah. so. fantastic well yeah. i just love that you know and, and i hope hope i just want to you know emphasize that commitment you know mm-hmm. it's it's it, and and the difference this year in haley's business is you know haley last year i don't know at what time but haley would have committed last summer to do this summer so what's mm-hmm. the advantage there well it's like then i can go and again recruit more senior talent as a production manager and and i can recruit marketers to go and help me and i'm painting this vision for next year that's going to be you know uh we can even have more team members and, and and do more work and and you can be secure to know that you can get this really great job at this fantastic wage to go and do really well and are you excited so so we've we've actually got team members who are going and doing it and then you know, again, people then think about, oh, wow, maybe I need some work next year. You know, the the more, again, committed we are, I know more of a tail we have. Like, it's just, it just makes it easier. You know, one, one of the things I always talk to our coaches about is, you know, again, if I was kind of, well, I don't know if I'll be back next year to run the business. I'm not so sure. You know, no, this like literally, you know, this is it. This is it. This yeah. is Chris's life. And this is what I do, right? This, you know, I, I coach leaders. I coach, I coach the leaders of tomorrow. And, and so, so I'm, I'm vested. And then there's, the, there's a real confidence there. And so it's the same thing at the coach level, the same thing at our local business level. The more we go, no, I'm going to go do this. I remember Michael Hawley, shout out Michael Hawley. He's awesome. Uh, he was with us for four years. And I remember his first year, somehow, his coach moved on. So a lot of times what I ended up doing at that period was take some of the vets, I, the, the vets who coaches had moved on. 
And I, and I remember starting, starting one of the early conversations I had is, I wonder if you went and when you knocked on the doors at, in Kingston, because you went to the university, of, you know, Queens University, and you told people, hey, my name is Michael Hawley. I'm in Queens. I'm studying business. And this is what I do to fund Queens University Business School because it's really expensive. I, I, I provide fantastic services to, uh, to homeowners in, in Kingston. I was wondering what you're planning on painting. And he goes, well, I haven't decided to, to make that decision, you know, to do this the next three years, Chris. And I, I, I understand that, Michael. But if you were living into that future, how much of a dim- difference would that have on your business? He went, mm. yeah, you're right. And, and, and then, Michael, you've already done this one year and you, you were successful. What about just living in that future? This is what you're already going to do. And, and trust me, if you don't, it's okay that you're not having handcuffs. But mm-hmm. what a difference that would make. And it's like, and then, oh, I changed my mind later. And he didn't change his mind. He did it for four years. And uh, and again, it was a great thing. And his business continued to grow every year. And there was just, again, this, this it moved and moved and moved in. So there is something, again, to to commitment and and how it impacts how people look at people. Um, you know, and and um and uh yeah, no, just fantastic. So, so anything that you'd like to share that we haven't hit that you think would be a value to the leaders listening? Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do look at, um, that I think is really important. I tell any rookie or vet that calls me and wants to chat, I use the leaderboard as like a big motivator, push me up to the top. Yes. Um, so I look at it in a way that you, when you do it, when you run a race, you want to run in a within the heat with the fastest people that way, you know, how fast you actually are. If you run with the slowest people, then obviously you're going to be the fastest and you would never push yourself as far. Yeah. So I purposely go out and, and make these calls to these top operators that do better than me or have done better than me in the past. And, and people that also want to do really well and, and are up high on the leaderboard, make these community, make these uh, like groups and accountability groups with them just to push myself forward. That way I know like, Last year, me and Ian Shears were were neck and neck, kind of like back and forth. So seeing him doing so well this year is such a motivator for me yeah. to kind of push myself forward. I find that if if I was at the very top, I probably wouldn't push myself that's harder. Yeah. So I think just finding someone that you kind of idolize in the business or like the things that they're doing, you know, are, are a little bit higher than, than than you are, or someone somewhere that you want to be to use that as a motivator is what I've been doing and. It's, I think that's like one of the main reasons why I have shot up to the top. Yeah, no, fantastic. And, and, and again, so, and just, just for, for some backstory, uh, we are, we, Ian's going to come onto the podcast in a little bit. He's at 193,000. He's our number one veteran operator right now. Haley's number two at 153. Um, uh, right now, Jack Hayward's at 140. So, so, you know, and we're March March, March 12th, uh, the, the numbers in, and there's, there's a couple other people who've already done, you know, half million dollar businesses, Zach Jennings, Sasha Milosevic. So, so, uh, Kate's Voigt did three thirty last year. So it's going to be a really exciting, uh, race, uh, this year. And so, so one of the things I encourage is exactly that. And then I also encourage, one of the things I always like to say is this business is like an Olympic team. People are, are so good and so unbelievable. Again, full-time students having, you know, over $150,000 booked in the middle of March. <laughs> Unbelievable. So sometimes for people, it's best not to look because I can't look and it's going to make me feel bad. So if it's looking and making it feel bad, that doesn't make sense. I have a whole bunch of friends who are 
much, much more successful than I am. And, um, and a whole bunch of alumni who are much, much more successful. So if I'm seeing that success and not seeing it as something to drive me, to motivate me, to see what's possible, to go, wow, isn't that incredible? I could go and grow our business. And we have, we've grown it 10 times since I started it. However, I have grown it. We have grown it. Just so if I said I, we've grown it. And and um, those, you know, so so but checking in, how is it making me feel? Because sometimes leaderboards can make us feel anxious or, wow, I'm not as good. And no, that's not true, because if you're on our team, you're amazing because you made it onto this team. And anybody who finishes and is at the banquet, that means they've run a you know $50,000 plus business as, as a full time student. That's incredible. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But I and, and I love what you're saying is let's just again, let's just be the best Haley you can be. Right. I'm trying to be the best Chris Thompson I can be every day. Mm-hmm. Even though, too, like I remember when I like last year when I started off, I definitely wasn't at the top. Yeah. Um, looking at the person that was one above me who was five thousand dollars above me. And I went out and I booked that five thousand dollars just seeing myself like bump. Yeah. And even just one spot, just looking at one person that's ahead of you, maybe, you know, you're not looking at the top, top operator who's miles yeah. and miles ahead of you. And that, and I can see how that would be demotivating, but just like a little bit at a time, just climbing up one by one, just finding one person that, you know, setting reasonable goals for yourself. Yeah. Obviously you set a goal to to book a hundred, a hundred grand in a week. If you are at 20 K in sales or, or whatever, crazy like that. But just, you know, like you looking at one person ahead of you and, and using that as motivation and, you know, climbing l- little steps, little goals to eventually that you do get up to where you want to be. I love it. And another another example um, is is I remember it's who we associate with. So I remember one of our past operators and unfortunately his name's not coming to me. I know. Well, Cam Clark, he associated with two of our top veterans uh, Adam Dennison and I can't remember the other Belleville operator at the time. They were at the top of the rookie leaderboard. He was he was really near the bottom, and and but he kept he kept having an accountability call with them every week, and he just kept looking up at them, looking up at them, meaning I'm doing my best to associate with them and be a top performer, and that's who I see myself being. You know, learning, growing, developing skills, developing skills, and he ends up in Mexico his first year. And he ends up his final year did two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. so again, it's 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 just checking in to sort of make sure that you're not making up because someone's doing better that you're bad. No, that's not what Cam was doing. That's not what we need to do. It's like it's using it as again a motivator so that you mm-hmm. can do better, and that's what you're doing. And those are great, great things. And and they don't just again happen in student works. They happen everywhere, you know, yeah. um, in 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 business and in life. So tuning into those things. So when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? Um, I think of someone who kind of inspires me. So one thing I've done over the past, my whole life actually, is I always pick someone who I admire and idolize and that I want to be um, for that point in my life. And when, I, when joining Student Works, I kind of, obviously I was seen, I have a bunch of people who I think are leaders and are going to be leaders of tomorrow. And and are going to do really, really well in their lives. But I, I kind of typically pick one person who their life is something that I do idolize and that I, that I want to, to do similar things. And so I'm going to boost his ego a little bit here. But Luke has been like an insane motivator. I think he's a great leader. Um, I look at Luke and he has created a huge, successful team um, yeah. that I'm super, super happy to be a part of. Um, our culture and our team is amazing. It's full of high-performing operators who follow the systems and and really want everyone to do well. 
obviously Luke himself has done super well um, with running a business, with coaching, and then obviously outside the business as well. And so those are all kind of things that I look at and idolize and I want to do those things. So just, I guess people, people that are in the program that are in positions that I would want to be in, like Luke, is definitely what I would consider a leader of tomorrow who who goes the extra mile and and pushes and and has that impact on people that makes people want to idolize them. Because if yeah. if you that's really what a leader is, people you you're leading people. People want to do what you're doing. People want to follow in your footsteps. And so I think he's he's done a really good job of that. And it's definitely something that I that I look up to. Oh, fantastic, Luke is Luke is just such an amazing leader. Just for for people listening, uh, Luke uh, uh, was a our top coach of the year twice. At that point, we retire them, not from the business, <laughs> but from the award. Uh, so, so Luke's Luke stepped aside, and this year his goal is to do over five million dollars. He's on track to do right now by Simon numbers over six million dollars. Now, now you know lots of work to to go and complete to have that happen. But just just in you know just doing an incredible job, and and again of of challenging people to do more, and also being so you know, warm and engaging and uh, such a great teacher and coach. And he has an impact, again, not just on the team that is, you know, our top team right now and on the entire student work community. So, so just, mm-hmm. just so great. And um, so, so thanks for pointing that out. And, and it really is great to, uh, to have, again, that leader who you can, again, mentor and sort of, again, look to be like, and remember for everyone, when we look to be like someone, it's, taking parts of somebody and emulating because we're always just going to be the best Chris Thompson. We can be the best Haley McCubrey. We can be right. Not, we can't become somebody else because we'll be a second rate that, you know, but, but, but taking those, those attributes. So Haley, awesome, awesome uh, podcast this morning and conversation this morning. I'm just so appreciative. And again, um, of you as a role model in the business, and I'm sure lots of people looking and going, wow, I want to run the business Haley's running. This is awesome. And again, it's so great that you're out there also sharing. This is what I'm doing and encouraging others to do the same. So so keep crushing it. And uh, um, we will talk real soon. Thanks so much for having me. Fantastic. Okay, take care, Haley. Thanks. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.